Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hello, everyone. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Welcome to another episode of Redefining Success. And I'm excited today. I've got Alex Ramirez, who is the modern gentleman. And I'm excited to kind of just capture his story, just give you a little bit of background. I had the opportunity to appear on his podcast because he reached out to me um, about his, what he, the work that he's doing and the fantastic things that he's got going on. Um, and I'm like, well, you got to come be on my podcast as well. And so I've had a chance to learn a little bit about his story. Here's some of the things that he's working on. Um, this guy, I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be special today because he's young. But it's one of those, for those of you who are older like me, like, man, I wish I would have figured that stuff out when I was younger. Maybe I would have made less mistakes. So it's always awesome when you can watch someone who's beginning at a younger age to get all the stuff about redefining success that we begin to realize and then think about the trajectory of what's possible for someone like that in their life. So Alex, thank you for being here, man. I'm excited. I'm excited as well, man. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Hey, so here's the first question I always ask. So it's a Saturday afternoon. I've invited all my friends over. I've got the barbecue grill going. I got hamburgers and hot dogs on, anything else you may want. But um, I've invited all my friends over for the barbecue as well. So my friends are here, and I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my friends. Mm, mm, that's interesting. All right. Well, then I'm guessing that if you invited me to your you know, barbecue to spend some time with you, with your family, with your friends, at your yeah. house, it's because you know our core values, our mission, and our beliefs align right? Yeah. Align or are very alike. You talk about redefining success. I talk about being a modern gentleman, which is basically the same thing. And how I would, how I think, what I would say is, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> My name is Alex Ramirez. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here. This is, I, I guess I brought my, my wife. This is my wife, right? <laughs> we're married. We're 21 years of age. We have a daughter. Here's my daughter as well. And uh, I'm a modern gentleman. Like all I talk about, all I want to be is uh, and all I want to help other people become, right? Is a modern gentleman, which is uh, you know physical. I talk about physical freedom, emotional freedom, sentimental freedom, financial freedom, mm. and uh, you know it's about having it all. And I guess I don't know if that would be the best way. I don't know, man. It's been I, I've never been to a barbecue, but <laughs> but yeah, we need to change. You've never been to a barbecue. We need to change that. I know. Really? Yeah, we really. That's do. crazy, right? I just realized <laughs> that, man. <laughs> That is crazy if you've never been to one. Hey, this is so here's the thing that's most intriguing to me, right? So at 21 years of age, I would, if you were to ask me, so I don't like until we connected on Facebook, I don't know you. But if you were to yeah. ask me, like, hey, 
are there any modern gentlemen? And it'll be like, yeah, but you know what? They're probably guys who are older because I just don't see a lot of that in a younger generation because, but what I would say is, but man, it gets me pumped to see you like being like, this is my mission. This is what gets me excited. This is what gets me going. So I think what would be interesting for me, could you tell the story? Like, how do you go from kind of growing up to recognizing, no, what I need to be is a modern gentleman. And then even the path of discovering that. And I mean, we may take that some other places, but I mean, for 21 years of age to recognize that what the world needs is modern gentlemen, I, there's got to be a story there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it started with some darkness, right? Because I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to appreciate the lights, you know, like, like, yeah. my, like, like my body being fit, being healthy, um, you know, being able to like make money, having a daughter and a, and a, and a wife. I wouldn't be able to appreciate that. And if, if I hadn't gone through some dark times and um, those dark times didn't start with me, actually. They started with my, with like generations and generations ago, you know, with my dad's dad's dad. Um, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell you about my father. So my father, he, you know, was, he was a drug addict and alcoholic for almost two decades. And he had like seven different, and through that journey, he had like seven different kids with seven different women. So he spent like two decades, about 14 years, um, you know, having kids all over the place, drinking and doing drugs. Mm. Right. And his dad did the same. And his dad's dad did the same, right? Like kids all over the place, drugs, alcohol, and uh, yeah, just, just repeating the same cycles. And my, my dad, he was like, you know, he, when I was 14, I didn't grow up with him. He left when I was less than one. But when I was 14, he gave me some advice. He said that if you want to be successful, happy and fulfilled, which is the name of my podcast, The Gentleman Says Say Chef Talk with Alex Ramirez. Uh, if you want to be successful, happy and fulfilled, you need to become a gentleman. And he, he told me this in Spanish, right? He said, caballero. Um, and, and he was like, and the way you do this is by achieving true freedom. Mm. And there's four freedoms that you have to achieve in a specific order, he said. He said, physical freedom is first, taking care of your body and your mind, right? That's first, learning how to love yourself. And then the second one is emotional freedom, which is mm about self-mastery but you can't master something that you don't know mm. and emotional freedom is about getting in tune with who you are getting in tune with what you want and where you're going um and getting in tune with god as well so you know so that's and then that would give you self-mastery physical and emotional freedom and once you have those two the financial freedom was going to be very simple which is the third freedom that you should go for uh you spend the next couple of years working on those three you end up with a business that provides a nice lifestyle with a lot of confidence and conviction around who you are and feeling and looking great because you love yourself yeah. from there, you can give yourself the opportunity to go and look for the woman that you're going to spend the rest of your life with build a family with and keep on growing your empire with that sentimental freedom, becoming a husband and a father. And that should be the last one. And mm. my, my, my dad said that the reason most men fuck up is because they do things backwards. Yep. They're missing this sense of significance from within, which they try to fill with all the wrong things, you know, like drugs, alcohol, or woman. In his case, he was 18 when he got someone pregnant. That was my mom. Mm. She was 15. Um, and, you know, he, for the first thing that he went for, his sentimental freedom, mm -hmm. before learning how to make money, before learning how to love himself or, or how to take care of himself, he went to, like, become a husband and a father. So now he's, you know, trying to provide. He's a husband and a father. Now he's like working really hard on the financial freedom, investing all of his time there. Yeah. Yep. Failing and doing drugs and alcohol to, you know, so, so that it doesn't feel as bad, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
and then neglecting his wife and kids, not making any money, not getting in tune with who he is, what he wants and where he's going. And obviously not taking care of himself, doing everything wrong and backwards. Yeah. And that's how he said most men end up fat, poor, ugly, alcoholic, divorced, broke and alone. Right. And that's where the story starts of, of like, of like, you know, like realizing that the world needs modern gentlemen, because when I was 14, when he was giving me this advice, but I didn't listen, <laughs> you know, like I didn't listen. And from 14 to 18, man, I was a drug and alcoholic. You know, I was missing that sense of significance that he was talking about, which I tried to fill with all the wrong things. Like yeah. being the one that drank the most, being mm. the one that did the most of anything that they would put on the table and just trying to fit in with people. Right. Mm. Um, and that was from 14 to 18. At 18, I got my girlfriend pregnant. Oh, wow. So I started repeating the same cycles, the same yep. cycles that have been going on for generations and generations. I started going down the same path. And uh, at, so at 18, when I got my girlfriend pregnant, I, I got extremely scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want that baby. And, and part, of, part of that reason was because my mother had me at 15. I, I, mentioned, I talked about that a little bit. And growing up, she told me a story. She said that if you have a kid at a young age, you're going to be a fuck up. You're not going to amount to anything great. You're going to fail and you won't do anything with your life. That's, that's how she felt, right? Yeah. From having me at such a young age. Yeah. And it was her story. But, you know, like, like her telling it to me, I was like, it became mine. So at 18, when I got my girlfriend pregnant, I was like, damn, I'm going to be a fuck up. I'm not going to amount to anything great. I'm going to fail and I won't do anything with my life. And I didn't want that baby, man. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, I didn't want that baby. And um, me and my girlfriend decided to go with abortion. Right. And a month went by. Prom was going on. You know, we were graduating high school and, um, you know, like she wore tight dresses. She didn't look pregnant. She didn't feel pregnant. Nobody knew that she was pregnant. We didn't know. And we graduated. You know, and I was still that like drug addicted kid who just wanted to drink and do drugs and party and fit in with everyone. Um, no mission, no goals, no purpose. And I graduated from high school. And then from one week to another, out of nowhere, I became the father of a premature baby that was born at five and a half months of gestation because the previous abortion attempts had not worked. Mm. And that was the worst thing that ever happened to me, man. I was like, you know, I did everything backwards. I, you know, I became a husband and a father first. Yeah. I didn't know how to make money or did, I didn't have any goals and any mission, any purpose. I didn't know who I was or what I wanted or where I was going. Yep. And, and obviously I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. Right. And um, that's what happened. It was like the most traumatic thing I've ever been through. Like it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. I actually don't remember like a couple of, you know, like some months, like I don't remember them just because I don't know, I guess I blocked myself from like going through that. And uh, that's what happened. So uh, now like I'm here, I don't, like not knowing what to do. Uh, and uh, yeah. And it was the, the worst thing that ever happened to me. I had a baby that was this big, right? Wow. That, that could literally fit in the palm of my hand that was connected to a bunch of things at the hospital that I previously tried to kill multiple times before that. Mm. And that turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me, man. Yeah. Right? It turned out to be the catalyst for my growth, the catalyst for finding out who I am, what I want, and where I'm going. And that was, like, that was what happened three years ago, right? Three years ago, uh, you know, I didn't even know how to speak English, <laughs> you know? So, uh, it's been, it's been like a tremendous journey, three year journey of growth and, in personal development and everything. But that happened three years ago. 
uh, I'm about to get married to my to my girlfriend. I've been calling her my wife for the past three years just because I am committed. But we're finally going to get married this November. Oh, um, my daughter, man, she's absolutely beautiful. She's healthy and nothing is wrong with her. Wow. And like, I don't know how else you would call this, right? Like, wow. Like, I don't know how, how else you would call this other than a miracle. Yeah. And uh, that was like, that was the catalyst of like getting back on track into my greatness, which I believe everyone has. Everyone has like greatness. Everyone has like something special with them, like mm -hmm. a, a purpose. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to go through something really traumatic that helped me get back into my mm -hmm. greatness. And, and, you know, now I'm here, like trying to spread that message uh, of being a modern gentleman, which means, you know, having it all basically, which means yeah. achieving true freedom, um, you know, physical freedom, taking care of your body and your mind, emotional freedom, yep. you know, getting, getting in tune with who you are and where you're going and what it is that you want, getting in tune with God as well, uh, financial freedom. And, you know, sentimental freedom, being a good husband and father, a loving, caring, powerful, mm. respectful, humble and intelligent husband and father. And, you know, for me, being a modern gentleman is like realizing your God given unlimited potential as well. Mm. Right. Uh, and, and stepping into it. And, yeah. uh, and and that's, you know, that's the story behind it. And in the past three years, that's what I've been focusing on. Right. And I didn't have success uh, until until like a couple of, like you know, a couple of uh, months ago. So um, I've been able to crack all four, you know, I can, I can say that, you know, I have it all. And now I'm going to like go out and, and, and have even more at a higher level, right? Yeah. While contributing to people. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's basically it, man. So let me ask you this, because there's, there's a couple pieces I want to fill in that I'm just really, really curious about. So your dad like, is going through life. It's not working well, but at 14, he begins to tell you, hey, this is how to do it. Who told him? Like, how did he, how did he even get that information? Yeah. 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 That's a great question, man. Well, I guess I'm not sure who told him, man, but I guess he figured it out. Imagine. Is he living that life now or was he simply the conduit to you? He is. Yeah. Okay. He is, right. So, but imagine going through, you know, through like, like 15 years of, cause he obviously had a, a voice in his head telling him, no, like, this is not it. Like, just yeah. like it, it didn't feel right right yeah but then like his addiction he whatever like led him through that path but then he always had like that battle in his mind um in which he knew that he what he was doing wasn't right but for some reason he chose to do it anyways yeah uh so imagine going through that for like almost two decades you, you know you learn something because that's what he said he said that uh yeah like let me tell you about the lessons that i learned from fucking up my entire life and yeah. then give them to me so Alex, okay, so that's kind of your dad's experience. What you didn't, I mean, you're like, hey, this was really bad and it was dark. And then I found, and then I turned back to this, but like, tell me more about the journey of that, right? I mean, so like, is there kind of like one day you woke up, he's like, oh my goodness, this is what my dad said. And you're like, well, I hope I, what I'm doing now doesn't work. Let me try it his way. And what did it, because there's always this journey of yeah. finding out because you know, today it works, but you knew what wasn't working, but you weren't 100% sure what would work. So tell us a little bit about the journey of like, okay, so today I'm going to try this. The past three years then. Yeah. Talk it's about been this. crazy, right? Like three years is nothing, man. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so, so basically, you know, I, I, I actually went to college uh, because I got the Obama scholarship, even though I did, man, like I, I literally did high school high, like. I would, you know, I, I, I had my pen with me, my, you know, my wax pen and, you know, a couple of other things. 
Um, but like I go to, I would go before going to first period, I would like go and get high, go to my class. And then I like during, you know, I would like start to go down and I would go to the restroom to get high again. And then after my first period, before second period, you know, in, in, the, in that five minute break, I would go to the restroom, get high. Wow. I literally did high school high. And for some reason, I got the Obama scholarship, right, which was a blessing because it's like a full ride scholarship. It pays for absolutely everything. So um, I went to college. Right. So, so like, well, first of all, it was the summer during that summer. Like it was the most painful summer I've ever lived through because my, you know, my daughter was like this big and she was connected yep. to, to the, you know, at the hospital. And I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't love her. Right. Like I didn't love her. I didn't love myself. I didn't love my, my, uh, you know, my, my, my girlfriend, my future wife. And it was really painful, man. It was really painful mm. to go through that. And, you know, like two weeks into that journey, two weeks into that journey, I just like went to my dad. Okay. I took a flight, right? Two weeks after that. And I went to Guatemala for a month. So wow. I basically abandoned my, my wife and my kid, right? Like, and because if you talk to my wife, that's how she felt, right? Like she, she was like, oh, she's never going to come back and um, I'm done. Like this is done, right? And, you know, I was able to like get some wisdom from my father, right? Like I went back to him, to Guatemala. He lives in Central America. And I, I just spent a month there, just like, you know, taking, taking, it, out, taking it all in. Okay. Um, it was the summer, so I didn't have anything to do. But I, you know, he talked to me, he like coached me, he, you know, and he did it with love, right? Which, which was great. He didn't like criticize me or anything. And then now like spending a month over there, now I had like a more of a clear head. He reminded me of what it meant to be a gentleman. Now I call it a modern gentleman. So when I came back, I just came back, you know, like ready to crush it, right? Um, but when I came back, I was still like, I had like the withdrawal, like I, I went back to doing drugs. And then I was like, you know, like, cause I didn't want to do that, but for some reason I did. And then I was like, I'm going to stop. And then, and then a week later, I, I would like find myself doing drugs again. And there was a whole process of, of like going back and fighting it and then going back and fighting it. And then, and then until finally I stopped needing it because I gave myself a purpose. Right. So the first thing that I went into, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship was I got recruited by PHP. It's a, like a insurance company. Mm-hmm. um network development network marketing company to sell insurance i got recruited into that and i gave myself purpose I, w- I was i was on a mission to help as many people as i could from the middle and the lower income class right uh as many people as i could hispanic people from the middle and the lower income class in the united states to get out of a generational cycle of poverty and build wealth yep yeah so i stopped being a drug addict when i gave myself a purpose like i didn't need that i didn't need that anymore Mm. right because I, I guess i i did it to feel good to feel good or to like sure. to try to fill a void that i felt in my heart i i guess that's the reason that i that i that i uh that i did that right yeah um, but then i had this i had this thing that i was working on that really fulfilled me that was to help other people that was not focused on me but to help other people and that i could really make an impact and i just started focusing on that and i was really you know i was really successful in insurance very fast uh while going to college and I, I just used college to like, I, I didn't have any expenses. I, did, I had a place to live. They were paying for everything. So for one year, for one entire year, I didn't have to worry about money, right? Which is the number one worry of, you know, male entrepreneurs with kids. So I didn't have to worry about that. And I could just focus on, and, and school has always been easy for some reason. Um, 
But yeah, I started going to college. Everything was being paid for. My gas, even my clothes, man, it was crazy. And it, I mean, it was great, right? And I'm really thankful for it. And while I was doing that, I was able to like make my business take off, right? Like my insurance business. And every single dollar that I made, I invested in myself. Wow. So in the past three years, I've invested over $300,000 in myself. Well, about $300,000, definitely more than 200. I've lost the count. But yeah, about more than $200,000 maybe is getting, you know, is getting close to 300, just like getting into masterminds, coaches, courses, books, uh, you know, seminars and stuff. And every single dollar that I made, I just reinvested back into myself just, you know, to like try to wake up. And, and, and you know, because I did that, I came into people that talked about being a modern gentleman, mm. but they just call it a different thing. Like a yeah. king, a lion, yeah. a, yeah. Yeah. you call it, what do you call it? You call it like, uh, I mean, I, I call it redefining success. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and and it just became like really clear and evident. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like realizing it. Right. And I, I, I was pulled to this, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I truly right. believe that this is my calling. Like, even if I didn't want to do this, like, I, I would feel like a pool. I would feel like <laughs> right. a pool pulling me. And in order for me to ignore that pool, I think I, I would like, I would have to do drugs, I guess. <laughs> and I believe that's why people are into drugs and yep. alcohol and everything that they're in. Right. Because they have a calling that they're ignoring, like, like, you know, in, in, and in order, in order to like ignore this calling, they have to sedate themselves with drugs, alcohol, social media. Uh, well, I'm going to, here's, so, there's, there's an interesting thing that I see go on a lot and you got into this. Um, it's also a spiritual principle. Jesus made the statement. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And the challenge that I see most people run into is they hold on to the love your neighbor. And then even in leadership, we have this entire idea of, oh, I got to sacrifice. I got to sacrifice. And we pour ourselves out completely. What we're told is like great leaders, even, you know, the eaters that eat last and all this other stuff, which, I mean, I love Simon Sinek, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's this entire idea that it's about the sacrifice. It's about the grind. And that is not what Jesus did not say that. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And so what you discovered was how to love you. Exactly. Right. And so the world is even when you talk about redefining success, if we don't listen close enough, we never hear that it's okay to love us. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, there's so look, there's two things that I found out, man. Honor your mother and your father and you'll have like a, you know, like a long life. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it, like it says, but it's basically something like that. And all right, cool. Uh, honor your mother and your father. All right. But then the other thing that it says, it's. um you know, like through the son, you get to the father. Something yep. I, I, I know how to say it in Spanish, so I don't know if it's the same in English, yep. but like through the son, which is Jesus, right? You yep. get through the father, which is God, yep. right? Okay. But like Jesus, okay, I get it. All right. Through Jesus, I'll get to God. But like Jesus, like Jesus, like he's not here. Like how am I, how am, how am I going to like get to God through him, right? What I hear from that, you know, through the son, you get to, to, to the father is that, Aren't you, you know, like God's son? Am I, ain't, am I, no, ain't me God's son? Ain't everyone God's son? So by loving, by, by loving the, the son, you get through the father, right? So then you got to start obviously from loving, by loving yourself. You got to love the son as you love yourself. And that's what I found out, man. And I just go through life just loving people and, and, and serving and, and, 
I just go through life. I just look, go through life like serving them and, and just seeing people as what they can be instead of what they are. That's, That's it. it. I mean, we're all, every single person out there, one of the things I like to say, every person out there is suffering from self-doubt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, until you find a way to reprogram yourself. And it's the way that we can love ourselves is to speak truth over ourselves, like what you learned there. I mean, and the importance of that. And then the other thing is anytime you get a chance to speak words over someone else, don't hold back because they're carrying around self-doubt. You know, yeah. it's just powerful. And yeah, man. And that's the only thing that is holding me back. That's why, like, I talk about this God-given unlimited potential. Like right now, I'm about to throw an event in a week and a half. Uh, like about more than a little bit more than a hundred people are going to go in and uh, bro, I'm just like 20, like I'm 21, you know, and obviously there's people that are younger doing this, right? Like, sure. Uh, Madix, uh, you know, like, like that guy became a millionaire when he was 14. But the only thing that was holding me back from like throwing my own events and filling it up with people and like blowing up their minds for eight hours, like in like a one day event. And then, and then offering them at the end, obviously. Right you know, uh, an opportunity to keep on working with me and to implement everything that I taught, that I teach them was me. Like there's literally nothing. It's the easiest thing in the world. That's it. Yeah. And it, right? it, it's me. Yeah. It's, that, that, that's it. Like if you want to speak on stage or like throw your in events, like the only thing that is holding you back from doing that is you, because it's there. Everything is there. You just go out and you just go out, got to go out, believe in yourself and do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, I love it. We're not going to have enough time to get into this too. I just, I want to make one quick comment and then I'm going to, you know, my, you know, the question that's coming. Um, but the, um, one of the things I love about what you put in here and I keep thinking, cause I've got a 21 year old son, I've got an 18 year old son, I've got a 16 year old daughter. I know how I grew up. I know that things that I went through and I've watched other people, right. But you're so right. This entire idea of when we're in the middle of pain and we can't love ourselves, a lot of time, what we do is run to the opposite sex thinking that they can solve it. And mm. what that ends up doing is just putting us into the cycle that we don't even see that we're in. So I love this, the way that your dad laid this out from a physical standpoint and, you know, just emotional, financial, sentimental, all of that just is so powerful. Um, and I call it personally is just living backwards, living upside down is that the rest of the world, you know, doesn't look at it that way. They think it's okay. You know, even you look at movies, romanticizes the relationship. You got to chase after the girl. You got to do this. No, you got to love you and take care of you first. Forget that, you know, until it's time. Because you're if you're not emotionally ready, you're just not ready. So I love that. Yeah. Um, and then what most people do is, you know, they're walking around like a capital C, looking for another capital C to fulfill, to, you know, to fill them. You know, like that's why you hear things like my other half or, or stuff like that, right? So you, you're, you're like people are walking around like a capital C, looking for someone else that would, that, that, that would complete them. And then by definition, that's a... That's a, um, a relationship that is codependent on each other. Yeah, right? and, and the best that they can, that can get to is conditional love. Yeah. But what we're really seeking is con unconditional love. Absolutely. But you can have that, right? Like you can't love something that you need. Yeah. Right. And like by doing that, by like walking around like a capital C and finding someone else that completes you, you got in yourself and in a relationship in which it's not going to work because people change. People's needs change. And in a couple of years, you're going to be like, this person is not, you know, like not fulfilling my needs anymore. And, and you, you don't know why, because you don't even know what your needs are, right? But you're resentful to that other person because they're not completing your needs, which you don't even know what they are. 
Yeah. And then boom, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. So what you need to do is instead of like walking around like a capital C and then looking for some other capital C that would complete you, you got to focus on becoming the full circle yourself. I love that. And then find someone else who is the full circle. Right. And, and go out and, and crush life together. I love that. That's fantastic. Alex, this has been awesome. Hey, if people are listening to the show, they want to follow you, get in touch with you, just find out more about what you're doing. What's the best way to do that? Yeah. So man, um, my social media, like there's a couple of things that I do. I build people, I build teams, I build networks and I create content about it. So my Instagram is, uh, the modern gentleman SHF one, right? So the modern gentleman yep. SHF one. Okay. And uh, that's it. That, that would be the best place because I create content about what I do and, and yeah, it's life changing content. And if people go there, they're going to be able to, you know, take an insider to that will help them, you know, keep on making progress in their lives. And then that's it. That, that would be the best place to find me. Fantastic. You know, this question's coming. And maybe at 21, this is a harder one to think about, but it's the question I always have ask every single guest before we finish the show, which is in three generations, what do you hope that your great grandchildren remember about you? Mm. I actually have it written down, man. I have it written down. So, um, and it's this, look, I, that, you know, like strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create bad times bad times create strong men. And then it's a cycle, right? Of, of up and down, up and down, up and down. What I want to be remembered for it is I want to be remembered for a, an even stronger, more evolved, wiser, more intelligent man. Like I'm living good times right now, yeah. but instead of being a weak man, I want to be an even stronger, more evolved, wiser, more intelligent man who creates even better times and, and raises beautiful kids. So my, my daughter, I'm intentionally raising her to be stronger than ever more evolved than ever, wiser than ever, right? And then she's not going to be the only one, right? Men and women who changed the world, right? And, uh, and like, I want to be, like, I'm going to create like a, like a Bible or, or some sort of system and process to like become a modern gentleman. So uh, what I hope, you know, like three generations from now remember from me is this movement, this mm -hmm. modern gentleman movement. I love it. And uh, even though, even though like, Everyone is going to have their own calling, their own purpose, their own businesses. The way to be successful at it and to, the, to, to be the best at whatever each and every one of my you know, disciples you know, decided to be or do, the foundation for that will always be being a modern gentleman. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. Alex, thank you for being here. It's been incredible. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. a yeah. great, great story. And I know it's going to really challenge everyone. Um, you've really, you, you are on the road to redefining success and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Thank you everyone so much for being here. We look forward to be, I look forward to being with you again next time. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. 
visit www.ericldunovant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360 com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.